All right, what's up, everybody? Back with another episode of Get Fluent. This week, we're getting fluent in some social media stuff, specifically special guest this week, uh, Dominique. And then we also have a co-host for the first time pod ever, Madeline, with us. She's one of our Infuse Creator Success Managers. So excited to have you guys both with me today. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. So um, how, was the, how was the ride down here? Where, where are you coming from? Give us a little bit of the lay of the land. Yeah, I'm coming from Queens. Honestly, the ride here was hectic. Like, I <laughs> was trying so hard to be a little news reporter. I thought I was going to predict the traffic, but no, it was like an hour and 20 minutes. That'll do it. And Madeline, what did you think last night when I hit you up um, at, you know, 10 p.m. and said you had to do the pod with me tomorrow because both Matt and Andrea bailed on me again? Hits me at 10. <laughs> like, hey, you want to co-host tomorrow? Sir, I'm about to go to bed, and Andrew doesn't <laughs> prep for things. I prep, so I'm like, well, let me just take my ass back to the computer and prep some questions because I know Andrew's not going to, but we made it happen. Yeah, shots fired, but I, I'm not a prepper. You, are you, Dominique, are you a prepper? Are you, like, just ripping it and doing it live? Um, It really depends. Like, I'm a prepper for something really important. important. Like, this I prep for, but it's like... Yeah, I, I feel honored that this is re- goes in the really important category. Right. Yeah. yeah, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I don't. I feel like so. I've done a couple of these podcasts at this point. I, I think I've probably done like twenty episodes. Um, and the ones where I early on I would like read off the talk sheet and it sounded like a little bit forced. And then I went like all the way to the other end where I was just like doing it live. And then it kind of just like would go off on random tangents. Um, but now uh, I do a little bit of a mix of meet both. Meet in the middle. Meet in the yeah, middle. Meet in the middle. I, I, ha- I have Madeline prep yeah, it for right, me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I still do nothing. Prep when you have Madeline. Yeah, exactly. So tell us a little bit about your social media journey. How did it start? Um, and kind of, yeah, what were the early days like and how'd you get into it? Um, so honestly, just like any other person my age, I grew up watching creators like Logan Paul, King Batch, like all of the regulars. But you know, like eventually I decided one day to download TikTok. It's like 2018 and I was just searching for the Musical.ly app. But when I typed in Musical.ly, TikTok popped up and I was like, oh, what's this? So I downloaded it and I really liked the videos. I thought they were entertaining. So I decided to make some of my own and I got like 200 likes. And then I started getting like a thousand to 10,000 followers a day. And Brands started hitting me up, and I was like, wait, I could fake do this. Like, I yeah. could take this somewhere. So I just kept going. How, how did you hear about Musical.ly slash TikTok? Um, Musical.ly was something that, like, me and all my friends watched back in middle school. So yeah. it was just, yeah. ba- Back in my middle school, I'm going to sound like an old man, but it was I was in the Vine days, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Vine, too. Vine was, like, elementary and then yeah and yeah. then yeah then twitter bought it and shut it down immediately that was an interesting purchase on their part but you said something the other day someone had brought up limewire and someone was like what's limewire i was like you don't know what limewire is yeah do you know what limewire is no uh <laughs> yeah back um, in the day it's where you illegally download mixtapes yeah and it just <laughs> oh, would wow. g- give you all time it was like before streaming like uh apple music and spotify it was like when you actually had to like buy the album or like buy song purchase yeah. and so then you would just go online and download everything but yeah. stream now the streaming makes it too easy it's like you can just have my ten dollars yeah. a month and i won't right and not give me viruses <laughs> yeah. that make me have to throw my computer away yeah exactly so um so i guess what, what was your first video that went viral or like when did you start to get like real momentum and how'd you capitalize on that um 
my first video that went really viral was a video. <laughs> um, it's a video. I was in the car with my mom, and I decided I, I like made a video, and I was like accidentally putting my phone out the window, and I was like, "Oh my god, I almost dropped my iPhone eight plus sixty four gigabytes rose gold on sixty four <laughs> gigabytes," and everybody thought it was so funny, but it's like it was just like so real. That that's funny okay. though. You like you're just like a low key flex on the, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, right? the and iPhone. And it's like now everybody called me the iPhone girl. That's or like funny. they they like are you that girl with the iPhone video? I'm like yeah. So people still talk about that one. How how many views did it get? It got like a million views. Okay. Um, but then like other videos, like I would make like New York City kind of skits and like siblings videos. Those are really relatable. Yeah. So, so I guess, how did you pick what niche of content to make when you're making it? Or did you just kind of like, or like, yeah, what goes into your creative process of posting? Or do you just start recording stuff and then be like, that's hilarious. I'm going to post it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, my creative process, I really just like, like throughout the day, I just like, I'm a naturally funny person. Like a lot of people tell me that I'm funny. So it's like, when I say something that people laugh at, I would just like keep it in my mind. And, you know, other times, um, I'm just being myself. I'm just doing what I think is funny. Like I do what's what I would laugh at. So yeah. So you just make silly videos. Do you do you post like almost everything? Or are you like selective about? Like, do you make like ten funny videos and then post one, or do you would you just post all ten? Um, I make the content I have to. Like I just like I would write everything down and then shoot it all at once and then just like post the videos accordingly. Yeah. How how many how many videos do you usually post in like a shoot? Um or sorry, I guess film not post like yeah. yeah <laughs> I would film at least like 10 videos, like 8 to 10 videos, like some ads, some being trends, some being skits because people like all types of stuff, like even vlogs and stuff. Yeah. When you're when you're batching a bunch of content cuz you've been doing it for a minute now, what have you found works best in terms of posting like in terms of engagement and whatnot have you had videos that you just post all at the same time and let them all rock do you do it like I'm gonna post two a day one a day what's kind of your process that's kept your engagement high um what's kept my engagement high is engagement sorry what's kept that high is honestly just interacting with the followers like when you post just like immediately like reply to comments like comments respond to them um and also just posting, like, in, like, intervals. Like, post, like, every two hours or, like, every three hours, you know. But don't let them get too bored. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so do you have, like, super fans and stuff in your comments that you recognize? Or is it usually pretty random? Yes, yes. <laughs> like, there's people in my comments that comment all the time. Like, I just know their comments. Like, there's this one named Calvin. There's this one named... E Meister, shout out to I was going to say shout, shout out, out Calvin. Shout out. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to them. Yeah, they're always there. They're always there. I'd never forget them. When we, were at, when we were at Rolling Loud, I would say, at least with the time I was with you, like four or five people recognized you. So would you say that that happened because we're just in a space where there's a lot of people around that age? Or does that happen now when you're walking around, people coming up to you and recognizing you? Surprisingly, it does happen a lot. And it it does happen a lot, which is crazy to me because I even get recognized in other states. Like I got recognized in Cali, I got recognized in Florida, and then I went to Jamaica uh, um, in August this year, and I got recognized there too. And yeah. that was insane That's crazy. to me. Where, where, <laughs> that, crazy. That where, was crazy. Where did you go in Jamaica? I think I was also there in August. Maybe we. Were. 
I were was in Montego the, Bay. Okay, did you go to like the Reggae Sun Fest or no? No. Okay, I was there. It's also in Montego <laughs> Bay earlier this year. That's oh, a cool wow. event. Should, yeah, we should have went. Yeah, ne- next year. A few sticks to make up. Yeah, that's awesome though. So I guess does does like the social media fame feel like what you thought it would feel like? Is it something that you like? Is it something that you dislike? Like how how do you kind of manage with like being uh, recognized? Do you like this is cool? This is awesome. Like appreciate you guys. Um. I'm not really the person that, like, you know, just I, I lose my mind over attention. Like, I'm not really the person that that's, like, an attention seeker. But it is very, very nice to know that there's people out there that genuinely support me. But, like, when it comes to, like, the cloud and, like, the all that all that extra politicking, like, I'm not really with it most of the time. Like, I like living in the moment and, you know, just having genuine support. Yeah, no, that makes it the, the whole clout thing in the space. It's definitely a big thing. Like I've seen it, you know, now being in the space for, I guess, about a year and a half. It's like people care so much more about clout than anything else, more than like making yeah. money, more than like having real friends. So it's definitely something that you have to oh, yeah. navigate carefully. On, <laughs> yeah. on that real quick, have you noticed a difference in how people act based on like the state they're in like if you're at influencer events out in California versus like New York versus maybe even other places you've gone have you noticed a difference in kind of the energy of the people in the space yes like the spiritual energy is so fake like it just it just feels like so weird like I went to my first VidCon in 2019 I'm like 16 at this time and I was so excited to meet all my creator friends, but it's like everybody was so like, don't quote me on this, but everybody was so <laughs> like odd. Like it just it, the vibe just wasn't there. It's like everybody's so Hollywood in person. They're not humble. Like, yeah. you know, um, and my friends like my, my other TikTok friends actually got pickpocketed the first day we went to Cali for VidCon. Wow. And I was like, yeah, like. I don't know what's going on, but it's <laughs> not my vibe. So like. how do you make, like, when you say your TikTok friends, like, how do, how do you make TikTok friends? Is it just people hitting you up saying, like, we should collab? Or, like, you just see other people also growing and you're like, I love what you're doing? Um, It could happen from for a lot of reasons, to be honest. Like, through mutual friends, Um, if, like, somebody's live, they're, they'll comment on my live, I'll comment on theirs, and we'll follow each other. Or, like... Say if they do DM me to collab and we collab or like it's an influencer event, I just meet them there. It could happen from. Yeah. So so who are some of, I guess, the the good TikTok friends you have out there? The people that you would like be like, appreciate you. Um. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. My friend, Johnny Huff. That was actually the first person I followed on TikTok. Like I was following zero people and he made a number one. <laughs> wow. And he's he was on the Ellen show. He was on the Today show. Like he definitely blew up. Okay. Um, what what type of content does he make? Is it is it New York as well, or are you TikTok friends all over? Um, he he's from upstate New York, but okay. they actually moved to LA. But um, he makes like dancing content and stuff. Okay. Were yeah. there any big influencers that kind of helped you when you first started that you could lean on for questions? Just because it's such a big space, and I'm sure after that video, you probably like popped off follower wise, and you're like, what do I do with this audience now? So were there any influencers you were able to lean on, or did you kind of have to figure out the space on your own? Um, I kind of figured out the space on my own, but I do have a lot of influencer friends that did put me on to like opportunities and stuff like the Spellman twins. Um, and just a whole bunch of creators that's, uh, under 
Keith Dorsey, Young Gun CEO. Shout out to him. Um, he definitely put me onto a bunch of opportunities, but for the most part, I definitely like did most of the networking myself. How, how did, did you get connected talking. with Keith? Because I think he's the one that ultimately introduced. How did you end up getting uh, connected with him? Um, oh, I had a friend. <laughs> His name is Breezy Tulit, um, Mr. Tulit on social medias. And he was telling me about his manager, and he was like, yeah, like, he could put you on to all that stuff, sis. And I was like, okay, bet. Like, I'm going to DM him or whatever, like, tell him I connect. And, like, from there we connected, and he would, like, give me promos. He would tell me about, like, industry facts and stuff. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. So um, I guess h- how do you balance uh, – you're in school now, yes or no? No. No? Okay. So I guess that's, that brings up – so what made you decide – to not pursue school versus like social media? Like how did you take that leap of faith? Um, okay. So I was never really the type of person that liked school. Um, but, and I did end up graduating late. I got, I, I had to do an extra six months in high school, but when it came to college, I was looking into college, but at a certain point I was like, I kind of don't want to go because I would rather pursue my acting career you know, it, it wasn't only the social media. It was mostly, like, acting. And I I was like, I fake don't need a degree for acting. Yeah. But I would always reconsider school. I would always reconsider school, like, just to have it on a back burner. Yeah. I, I made it through college. Um, I barely did. <laughs> I, I also didn't love school. Like, I feel like people that are, like, creative or entrepreneurial-minded, like, it kind of puts you in a box, and yeah, you're, like... Yeah, it makes you just not want to do it. Yeah, like, you're, like, well, now that you told me I have to do it this way, I don't want to do it, it that way anymore. <laughs> what did, What about you? What did, I guess, um, what are your thoughts on, on college and school versus, like, going creator full-time? I think it depends on the industry you're trying to go into. If you're trying to be, you know, a consultant or, you know, a banker, obviously you have to have things that qualify you to be that person, but if you're in the creative space... I really see no means for you to need to do that. You know what I mean? Um, especially, and that's why I like social media so much. It's given so many people the opportunity to break out of this, like, norm that we've just been drilled in our heads since we were little that we have to do this. You know what yeah. I mean? And now it's like, F that. You can do this, and you can kind of break the system, which, you know, she's doing, and I love that. Yeah, I, I definitely um, hear, like, the older generation a lot. They're like, yeah. these kids, like, don't work. And it's like, it's not that they don't work. They just have a different, like, mindset of how, what work is and, like, how you can make a career. It's yeah, it's yeah. like, it's like they, they make it look so easy nowadays. Like, it makes you just think you could just, think every just could just, think everything could just fall into your lap, and it's yeah. Really not like I guess, that. yeah, no, how about sh- shed some light on that, because now that I'm in the space, everybody, you know, it's like, hey, can you turn me into an influencer now? <laughs> like, you know, it looks, that's the easiest job ever. Like, yeah. you know, I, why don't, I should just do that and quit my job, but, like, I think people really don't understand how much work and thought and like yes. effort and planning goes yeah. into it. So can you shed some, both of you guys can shed some being light on an, that. Being an influencer <laughs> is not easy, especially, <laughs> especially when you're independent, because most of the time you're doing everything yourself. You're negotiating all these contracts the best you can. And they really don't trust your word because it's like, you're just a creator. You're not like a manager. Like, what do you know about pricing and rates? But it's like, you know, like when you when you develop the knowledge, you really learn that being an entrepreneur, influencer, whatever you are, like it's a twenty four hour job, not like a regular nine to five, a seven to three. Like you have to be working all the time, even on your off days. Like there's gonna be work. Yeah, I, I think people just see the end product, which is 
you know, a couple of 10 second videos and they're like, this, this is the that easiest really thing ever. Like hours, but you know, they don't realize, Basically. I guess one that it took hours to make the content and to make good content and to study what your audience likes and to make, you know, good content according to what the algorithm tells you is good. Um, right. And then two, if you want to monetize, that's work too. Like, you know, if you want to actually yeah. make money out of it, then that's a whole nother hustle and job and grind as well. So I guess, I guess talking about that, what, type of things have you used to monetize? How do you think about monetization as part of your overall content strategy? And kind of what do you see long-term for yourself as kind of your, your career and income streams? Um, monetizing for me was kind of a challenge at first because it's not hard to get a promo, but it is hard to find a stable income, like finding your cash cow as an influencer. So it's like when you first get into like the idea of monetization, you're just it's like it's like you don't know where to start. But like to me, it's like all about who, you know, because I feel like the more people I met in the industry, the more money I made, especially, you know, people who make the amount of money I want to make. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yo. Uh, Shout out. Shout out. Yeah. But um, long term, my income, I just I just want financial freedom. Yeah. So I guess, I guess, is it brand deals? Do you want to become like more of an actress? Like, and like, do you get more, you know, like be on a show and like, or I guess kind of, what do you think about in the next five years? Like some of your aspirations? Definitely want to be, uh, definitely want to be on the big screen. Like mm -hmm. that's like the end goal, like to just tell a story on the big screen. Like that's mm -hmm. like my main passion since I was a kid. So like, would you want it to be similar to your, uh, your social media content like a funny show like or like would you want it to be like what what angle do you think would be the best i want to be like like an assassin or something Ooh, <laughs> hey. like, <laughs> trying to like rob banks in the movie yeah so. yeah <laughs> i feel so madeline i guess as as someone who works with a lot of creators and, and as a creator yourself i guess what tips would you give people on how to monetize how to like make their content in a way that's monetizable and and kind of navigate those waters yeah i mean first just diversifying the income stream you know what i mean like don't just go one route and expect that to pay the bills a lot of people i think they go straight for just wanting these flat free flat fee brand deals and then it's like one month it's heavy and you're feeling good and then the next month there isn't anything there you know what i mean so like being able to monetize your content in a way that's like always making money and that's like kind of why we created infuse just yeah. to help influencers be able to have campaigns that can always be on have things that are living in their link tree that like if you posted a video months ago you could still make money on it today rather than like post something a month ago you make the money and it's done like why not continue to make money on it we know how tiktok views work it's gonna always go up and down you know so just really diversifying that for sure yeah and i, I think one thing for us too it's it's not about like us replacing brand deals or any other way you can make money. It's like make money however you can, but yeah. we're always going to be there and we're all going to be an always yeah. on solution to add to whatever else you can, you can spin up. So, um, I, I hope, I hope you out there think of that. Um, all right. What else we got? Um, so other, other platforms, I know you're big on TikTok. What do you think about diversifying in platforms? Or is it too much work as a one woman show? Yeah. Um, Definitely always a woman with show. <laughs> um, I definitely want to branch out to other platforms, though, like Instagram. I've been looking into doing more photo shoots, and I've been working on my YouTube. I'm almost at 10K. Period. Shorts or long form? Uh, Long form. Okay. Yeah, definitely long form. I feel like 
I feel like that'll build like more like supporters. Yeah. 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 Because they'll get to like personalize with me more. A lot yeah. of people will be like, you know, a hundred k on YouTube is like worth millions on oh, TikTok, yeah. like it from like a community engagement standpoint. Right. Yeah. Because people ride or die with YouTubers for years. I have people that like. For example, a makeup person. I had bought my first makeup br- brushes based on her recommendations. And to this day, if I see her pop up, I'm like, well, I'm going to watch her now. I feel like I grew up with her. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's like me with, like, Logan Paul or, like, Ditto. Like, yeah. I've been watching these people since I was, like, 12, 13. Like. Yeah, yeah. So I, what about the streaming stuff? What is, is that interest you at all? Oh, yeah, definitely <laughs> streaming. I forgot about streaming. I definitely <laughs> want to do Twitch because my mom brought me to PS5 for my birthday. Ooh. And that's all I've been doing like so I'm like if I'm doing this like I might as well just stream it and you know it's like in the party like funny things will happen I'm like damn I wish my fans heard that like yeah yeah I feel that so I guess you, you mentioned a couple of people that you looked up to I guess what who who were some of you named a couple but who are some of the creators that you look up to today and like what what, what makes you look up to them and what do you want to kind of like replicate in what they do um some creators that I look up to, hmm. <laughs> no one. You're at the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> me, myself, and yeah. I, yeah, the I'm, assassin Dominique. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I will honestly say I look up to more like actors than like actors and entertainers more than like creators. But like yeah. some creators I do watch is like um, I watch Avani. I watch Ditto. I watch. Logan Paul, I watch um, Kai Sinat. Shout out to Kai Sinat. He's fire. <laughs> I watch Phantom. Uh, yeah, bun- yeah, a bunch of my friends. Snaggy Mo. yeah. yeah. Okay, wait. Something that we haven't touched on that I think we should because we talked about the acting. But you're, you do music. Oh, my God. Yes, because remember <laughs> after Rolling Loud, I was like, because Kevin's like, oh, <laughs> she has a whole ass <laughs> music video, and I had never seen it, and I was like, I got to go watch the music wow. video now. Okay. So what got you branching into that? And then <laughs> is acting above that? Is that something you want to pursue just as much? Or is that kind of just like side thing? Okay. So I'm going to do tears. So this is like music at number three. Then it's social media. Then it's acting at number one. Um, With music, honestly, like I'm from Brooklyn. Like I was just watching everybody make like the drill music videos and stuff. And, you know, some of them tell a story. Some of them just got cap and a rap. But it's like, I fake had a story to tell, and I thought it was lit. So I just, I was like, damn, like, I kind of want to make a song. And my cousin was doing music, and a lot of my friends do music as well. So I was like, I'm going to try it. And I was kind of just doing it for fun. I think, like, further down the line, like, I'll, you know, like, do it again. But, yeah, for the most part, I just thought I was Coyle Ray or something. Like that. <laughs> how, many, how many years ago was that? Where were you at in terms of, like, growth on TikTok at that point? Um, when I made that music video, that was in, like, late 2020. Okay. And I think I was at, like, 1.4 million. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like what will be helpful with stuff like that is just having that social media platform. And that's what I think so many creators do now is, like, really building that social media platform and then moving into other medias in terms of, like, acting, music. But it's, like, bringing that community that you brought with you there. So it's, like, no matter what you do, you're going to have a, a solid, you know, 
Yeah, like, following like that you, wants you to see YouTubers you. turn into boxers, like they're yeah, really, right? but like then they <laughs> right. became a bo- like so like you can once you have a community, you can kind of bring that into like for you, you could bring a lot of your TikTok fans into an acting show at some point or something like that. It's like if you have enough of a community, you can like yeah. like Mr. Beast sells hamburgers and chocolate yeah. bars now, but he was a YouTuber, so you definitely are able to see people then capitalize yeah. on their community in a bunch of different ways. Um, yeah. What's been one of the pros of having such a reach now and access to so many people? Um, Laughs. (laughs) (laughs) A good time? (laughs) Um, Yeah, that I could scoop anyone I want. Um, What would you say has been the biggest pro of having such reach to a large audience and community that you've built through TikTok? Um, Definitely the money is number one. And honestly... The pros of having, like, you know, like, a lot of followers is I could just scoop anyone I want. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um. Do, do you actually notice that? Like, is there, like, just tons of people in your DMs when they recognize yeah, you? Say, let's get into that. Like, that. I want the that, dirty yeah, stuff. Is like, that, <laughs> is that truly, like, a thing? Like, it really is? Um, yeah, and then it's, like, you know, like, when they're not shooting their shot and I'm shooting my shot, it's, like, you know, Obviously, they're going to reply to me because, I mean, like, no cocky stuff, no cocky <laughs> stuff. But it's like, you know, nine times out of ten, I'm going to get a reply because. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, how many blue checks do you have in the DMs? Um, <laughs> <laughs> just one that I'm talking to right now. Okay, okay, okay. 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 Yeah. Shout, shout. But there's usually, like, a couple of blue checks, but, you know, like, brands and stuff. Yeah. Okay, okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Aside then from the pros, because there are always, you know, has to be some negatives. What have been some of the negatives that has come from, you know, having such a big platform and kind of blowing up? Especially at, like, a young age, too. Yeah, like, creeps and stuff. Like, yeah. like old men ask me to be their sugar, sugar, sugar baby. So baby. that's a thing, yeah, too. Like, yeah, like, I was like, oh, my God. And then it's like, sometimes I would go out and then I'll catch somebody, like, Filming me, oh. uh, I just I don't know. I didn't as we're like filming you from every yeah. angle. <laughs> she, 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 she consented to this one yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, like this, this is consent right here. Yeah. But it's like if I'm out like eating and I catch somebody like in the corner with their phone just recording me, I think that's very creepy. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Um, that is weird. Yeah. Is, is it mostly like men or is it like girls or? Um, sometimes it will be kids or like mm-hmm. sometimes it would be like men or like yeah. you know. What would you say is like your primary age range of followers? Um, probably like thirteen to eighteen. Yeah, mostly yeah. like teenagers. You know, sometimes I get adults if I make like more adult-based videos, like or like like I, I made a vlog going to the Louis Vuitton Museum in Manhattan, and that attracted a lot of adults. Like, yeah, yeah. So what what advice would you give to, like, creators, somebody who's like, all right, I love what Dominique does. It sounds really cool. What are, like, you know, the next steps for them? I would just say be yourself, be authentic, and do whatever the fuck you want, period. Hey, so so be authentic and... Um, so So be authentic and do whatever you want, but I guess that... That works, I guess, well for you. Um, yeah, but yeah. Like okay, okay. <laughs> so let me give, like, the actual advice. That was, like, the TikTok advice. Yeah. But, okay. Strategically. So, yeah, yeah. I would honestly say do be yourself because that's, like, first and foremost, you don't want to, you know, co- be a copy and paste, one of those influencers. But I would honestly say, like, 
follow trends and you know like when you hear a popular sound pop up like five to ten times on your for you page like save it and do it early before everybody else hops on it and you know like just find what content works for you and don't just select yourself to just one niche like I would say do everything until like you find what your fans are comfortable with what you're comfortable with and you know what works for you and the flow of your work yeah when it comes to staying on on top of trends, just because I'm sure you're busy outside of social media and stuff too, like you're doing events and stuff, how do you make sure that you're staying on top of trends so that you're able to post them before they're just oversaturated? Um, well, for me, I would just like, when I'm just regularly on my phone chilling and I'm scrolling through TikTok, I would just use that as a moment to take some time to save some sounds and stuff it's like while i'm on my phone i might as well just yeah do you so when you consume tiktok do you do it like strategically or do you do it as just like just a fan of like whatever i just want mindless content yeah i'm i'm a little bit of both i'm I'm a little bit of both but i try to do it like all together just because i i I don't really like being on my phone all the time so it's like when i am on my phone i'm just like it's like my phone is my office yeah so it's like I don't want to be at work all day. Yeah. How do you make sure not to get caught up on it? Because I know some people, they, they're on TikTok all day getting ideas, and then they're editing, and they're shooting, and like their whole life is just in their phone. So do you make sure to take breaks from it just to like make sure that your mental health is good? How do you kind of like manage your time in a way that you're still able to like have Dominique time away from the TikTok stuff? Yeah. Having Dominique time away from No Jill. <laughs> That's honestly, true. It's, it's different people. Yeah. Honestly, I just like – Listening to music is good, you know, um, doing some, you know, rolling up is nice. (laughs) (laughs) Facts. Um, And also playing the game. Playing the game passes by a lot of time, actually. It's like you'll be playing the game and then turn around. It's like so late. Um, And also just spending time with my family, like spending time outside, hanging with friends, that like definitely takes my mind off the phone yeah Yeah. so any any questions that you have about us on like the industry side that that you've that you're curious about hearing about yes (laughs) (laughs) she answered too quick (laughs) um I wanted to know how you guys got started like what made you want to be more on the business side and not more on the creator side yeah you can you can go first ladies first yeah ladies first (laughs) um to be honest, I, again, like a couple years older than you, but still hit the end of kind of like my Instagram really got big the end of high school for me. And then TikTok wasn't until the pandemic, which was my last year of college. And so um, hit like the tail end of it, but really enjoyed it and loved what a creative outlet it was for people. And like I'd watch videos and get inspired from it. And so I like I never got into it. Um, but I just loved watching it, you know, and then, um, I, I remember I was just, when I was living in Chicago, I remember a guy did me dirty and I was like, you know what, I'm going to make a little day in my life video that shows how cool my life is now that he's gone. You really showed him. Right. I did like a little diss and then I, I just started doing kind of like the day in my life videos working at Uber and people really liked it. And then I got really into doing like lifestyle videos and it was fun just cause I could be creative. And then, um, I got connected with Andrew and kind of heard about what they were doing. And this was kind of probably a couple months after I was able to start monetizing my content. And so I was really like interested in the business side of it because I'd only been on the creator side and not like the brand side. 
Um, and so him and I had conversations, and I talked to the team for about, what, like a month or two, yeah. honestly, um, about me coming along. And then, so I left Uber, came here, and then it's been a ride ever since. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just, I, I mine really came from just the curiosity of being on the other side of the creator and also helping the creator. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm the, I'm the opposite of you too. So I've always been on the business side. I started my career in investment banking over on Wall Street. Um, and then I came here and was running M&A in finance, like buying and selling companies and running basically the financial part of the business. But I always had a serious like entrepreneurial itch. I was always like, I need to like do my own thing and like have like my own empire. Like my, right. own, like I, I, I like calling the shots and like doing the strategy of like this works. Okay. Shut that down. Let's try this. Let's try this. So um, I guess I, I ended up in the, the digital marketing space and I was looking around at like, what do I think has the most promising tailwinds and what has the most promising future. And for me, it was the creator economy and social media. So I then actually dove in and uh, was like, all right, how do I, wh what's needed in this space? How can I build a business to help creators? How can I build something that is going to be useful to people and make money? Um, so um, I, I kind of found this infused concept or at least what it is now kind of like an app that has kind of affiliate monetization i think i, I madeline knows i have a lot bigger plans of things to come <laughs> but this was this was v1 um so i started that and actually i my, i had a short i guess this is a part of my creator journey having a podcast i guess is my my creator journey um i actually made tiktoks because i was like if i'm gonna build products for tiktokers and creators like I need to like actually do it. Like, cause you can't build product for somebody if you don't actually know how it works. Andrew right. kind of popped off. Yeah, I had a, I had a, I I had a short, I had a couple of uh, big videos. So I, I started making videos. I probably, my content career was probably like January through like April or something. <laughs> um, and I had some that popped, off, popped um, off, but I just was like, I need to dive in. If I'm gonna build product, I need to like fully immerse myself in the, the experience of the people that I'm building product for, so. Okay, right. as an outsider coming into the creator economy, what was the biggest thing that surprised you about it from the business side? Uh, honestly, what we were talking about earlier, like it's, it's actually hard. Yeah. Like, yeah. like making, like doing what Dominique does is not easy. Like it's yeah. like every, I was kind of like, all right, if I just post two videos a day and try like a little bit, like I probably dedicated an hour a day to it. Um, I was like, I'll be able to pop this off. And I, and I don't know, I think I got to like 2000 followers, you know, like 250,000 likes, like nothing like to, to write home about. But I thought that I would, if I put effort behind it, I thought I would be able to do better than that. Um, and I was like, I was like, yeah, I'll just stick to business. But like, I think, <laughs> I think that was the biggest surprise is like, I think everybody looks from the outside and is just like, oh, I could do that. That's the easiest thing yeah. ever, but, but it was, it's hard. And I, I personally, I mean, maybe if I continued to try, I could have done it, but it, it was not easy for me. <laughs> what are you most looking forward to bringing to creators, you know, with I mean, building this? For, so for me, it's, it's all about money always. Like I, I'm trying to <laughs> <Yeah>. make, <laughs> I'm trying to make everybody make more money. So yeah. I think just monetization, like products and technology that enable everybody to make more money. Um, including the brands like so I want the brands to make more money from like high engage working with high engagement creators I want creators to make more money and have more outlets and more options than uh, they've had in the past and I want to figure out how I can build technology and, and kind of hire the right team to make that happen yeah Dominic what do you see as the next big trends in the creator economy and just where do you see it going um I see the creator economy becoming like 
trillion dollar industry. Like <laughs> I just feel like the like since quarantine and everybody trying to be an influencer nowadays and you know like everything becoming so technology based, I just feel like since everything is on the phones, like people are going to get more infatuated with social media and it's just going to keep going up and up and up and up and up. And the internet is just never going to stop. So I just, yeah. I, I think it's going to be like a big industry. Like, you know, yeah. For, from a monetization standpoint too, like, well, just like you're saying, that means all the eyeballs are moving over to social media from traditional yeah. means yeah. like TV and others. And like Jake from state farm is on yeah. TikTok now, you know yeah. what I mean? Like the things yeah. that used to be consumed on TV, it's now they're putting their budgets into TikTok and they're paying creators to do it. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's and like, they're making everything like vertical. We don't even have horizontal commercials anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything's vertical scroll. Yeah, and I think yeah. it also gives you like a more niche down way to advertise. Like I can advertise through you and hit your exact followers. I can advertise for you and hit your exact followers. Whereas in the past, you would just like run a TV ad for 60 seconds on a channel and you'd be like, well, it's ESPN. So it's probably people that like sports yeah. and like that would be as targeted as it could get. Whereas like now you have advanced analytics on everybody following you. And like, if that's the people that I want, it's like, okay, I'll go through you in this really niche, like super efficient way. Yeah. Um, which I think is really cool about kind of the creator economy and kind of the fragmenting of eyeballs and attention. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's crazy. Do you see, because what you just said with like so many people, becoming creators now and especially with COVID everyone had time everyone became one do you see the saturation in the market bringing the overall access to monetizing down for creators like do you see it now going to be too spread out to that creators can't make what they used to be able to make or do you think there's still going to be room for creators to like really make extravagant livings from being a creator I feel like it, it really depends on who you are yeah like, I feel like it just depends on your your work ethic like you know if you if you work hard you can make the money you know I, I and I feel like you know some brands are very select with the type of influencers they pick like some brands will go for micro and some brands will go for mega and some brands will go for like the Kardashians but yeah. you know yeah I feel like it really depends on the brand and the creator and the work yeah I think uh one and then one other thing is patience you have patience, to put in yeah. hard work and yeah. wait like you see the Mr. Beast and the people making a ton of money now, but they started their channels like 12 years ago. Like, yeah, that's <laughs> so true. Like, you expect yeah. just zero to 100 in yeah. a year. But it's like literally 10 plus years is what a lot of the mega people have put into it. Yeah. So, like, it's not going to happen overnight either. 100%. Cool. Yeah. Well, Dominique, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. It was a pleasure. And, thank you uh, for having me. We out. Woo. Peace. <laughs>